0: personalization is such an important part of that integrative approach. Because it's like, okay, well, what are the tools that we can give you for your unique toolbox based on what your needs are? And then how can we teach you how to use those in the most effective way?
1: This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Kareen Walsh, serial entrepreneur, Growth strategist, executive leadership coach, and best selling author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you align what you love with what you do in order to build that badass life and business you dream of. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Your Badass Journey podcast. This is Karine Walsh, and today I have. Dr. Nell Smersina with me as our special guest. Like I can't even tell you what it's been like to work with Dr. Nell. It's been fortunate I've been diving into her business with her and helping her grow. She's the founder of Peak Health in Beverly Hills, California. She's a licensed acupuncturist and functional medicine practitioner. She specializes in post-surgery recovery and men's health but works with patients who truly want to optimize their health within their performance lifestyles. Here's the deal. As I told you in previous episodes, October is my health focus month or just to kick my my own ass basically (laughs) back into gear. And not only has it been so cool to work with um, Dr. Nell and her partner, Derek, in their business, but it it helps me when I attract clients like this to stay health focused myself. And because of that focus, I wanted to have her on the show because some of you might be hesitant in, in finding the best practitioner or team or support that you need in your health. And I wanted you to hear how Dr. Nell has focused on Her clients with her acupuncture practice, along with integrative health, in order to have the best lifestyle, really, that her clients are looking for. Outside of PEAK, she is determined to bring acupuncture into the standard of care and works to grow integrative medicine through her advocacy work. She currently serves as the chair of the board of the CSOMA, California's oldest acupuncturist, acupuncture association, and also consults for medical practices looking to have more of an integrative approach for patient care. This is something that when I lived on the West Coast, I love integrative views on my health because I know it's not a one-size-fits-all Situation. So I personally love when Eastern medicine meets Western medicine and then speaks to my body and my needs through practitioners like Dr. Nell because it is a holistic approach. It is something that works from the inside out and the outside in. And so without further ado, let's jump into today's conversation. I know you're going to benefit from this and you can connect with Dr. Nell at... Peak, so Peak Health is spelled P-I-Q-U-E underscore health and be well with Dr. Nell with Dr. Nell are the two places on Insta. You can connect with her. Her website is peakbh.com. So P-I-Q-U-E, B-H.com, or be Well with Dr. Nell.com to connect after today's show. And of course, if you have amazing takeaways, we'd love to hear from you. Do not hesitate to send us your questions tag us in your posts, hit subscribe, share with your friends. We love it all. So again, let's jump into today's conversation. Welcome everybody to another episode on your Badass Journey podcast. Today I have Dr. Nell with me. Welcome Dr. Nell. Thanks so much for having me. Hi. (laughs) It is so great to have you. Um, I've been fortunate to get to know you well over the last few months, and um, wanted to have you on the show because I have been hyper focusing on my health in the month of October, coming out of COVID nineteen being like a health scare kind of year. <laughs> Thinking about all my listeners who are probably trying to to navigate, you know, what does what does health really mean to me. And I love your integrative approach. And so I'm hoping today, as you share a little bit about yourself and um, your zone of genius, like how you step up into the world and the practice that you have, how we can also help people listening tap into getting the type of care they need during this time. So to get started, I would love for you to share, you know, what made you decide to become a doctor? What was that journey like? And also the focus that you have, especially with acupuncture and building out peak health. So what was
0: that journey like? And how did you get here, girl? How'd you get here? Oh, man, what a journey. I mean, everyone has their badass journey, right? Like, yeah. So thank you so much for having me and letting me share. Uh, I'm here in Beverly Hills, California, which is such... You know, LA is this epicenter of health. So, you know, a lot of doctors that I know on the East Coast are like, "You guys are, you know, five to ten years ahead of the rest of the country out there." You know, you're so integrative and have all these innovative ideas. And, you know, I think a lot of people just don't know where am I supposed to go for health. They they know their symptoms and the problems that they are having, but kind of getting through the weeds, um, so to say. And I originally was actually going to go into Western medicine to be a surgeon, actually. Mm. And I was really getting to a point where I was meeting surgeons and seeing what my life was going to look like. And I was like, you know, I feel like I want to be able to do more. I want to have a family. I want to run a business. I want to have time outside of the clinic. And I was experiencing my own health concerns at the time and dealing with really debilitating pain when I was 22 years old. Mm. So I tried acupuncture kind of on a whim. There was an acupuncturist in the office I was working at and I really didn't know anything about it, but it it worked. It worked better than the trigger point injections I had been getting. It worked better than the medication I had been on. And I saw it as a really cool way to expand a scope of practice to be able to talk to patients about important things in comprehensive health, like their sleep and their stress and their environment and... Everything that contributes to the issues that we all have. So, I started my master's program for acupuncture and traditional medicine back east, and ended up transferring out to a school in California that was one of the top ones in the country because I heard California is the place to be for acupuncture and integrative medicine, and that has certainly been the case. Um, That's the in a in a really small nutshell. (laughs) No, I I love that, and I think I think the when we're, we're able to find a, the next
1: step in our own journey, because we've gone through our exploration of managing through something, right? Like, so there was, there was a, a practice you were using that got you some results, but didn't really give you the best results. And so you were exploring plus you're like 22. And so that's yeah. totally like exploration time. You try everything. Like, and when right. I lived in San Francisco, And being on the West Coast, like, thank God, I, at that time, I was in my mid 20s, like, post undergrad, and I was really sick all the time, didn't know why. And I love that I had like homeopathic measures to go check in on. And I went to my first acupuncturist back then and she was using like laser acupuncture. Like I I haven't seen anyone. It was like these finger laser things that I had never, but I was willing because I was like, just freaking heal me. Like I just wanted to explore it, but for you to be exposed to it and then Uh, shift your career and then, and then find the programs to get the best education in it so that you could be the best practitioner. How did you decide to then launch your own practice and really go into, you know, building peak health and integrative health? And, and when did that start for you and how has that been building your own business?
0: Yeah. Also, been a trip. Anyone who's a business owner can relate to that journey. But you know, when I came out here to California, I didn't have a ton of support. My whole family's back east. So I really completely immersed myself in the school and the community out here. And I Ended up like working in the school clinic, becoming the manager of the teaching clinic while I was completing my doctorate. And so I had a lot of very cool exposures to actually the industry of integrative medicine. So, like trade shows and different companies that were doing really cool, innovative things. Um, and that got me out of the strictly clinical mindset and made me realize okay, well, there should be a way to. Kind of pull all of these things together. You know, like Mm -hmm. patients need care, but they also need resources. Like, I want patients to feel empowered and not like they have to physically come to me three times a week to get better. Um, So it was okay, how do I combine all of these things and really leverage resources and all of these incredible people I've been meeting around the country and take integrative medicine and acupuncture to a new level? Because a lot of practitioners come out of school. And they're sole proprietors, they might not be at the corporation level yet, they might not have other people working with them, or they're not sure how to coordinate care with other practitioners in different disciplines. And that's really important to patient results. So I wasn't seeing enough of it. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to create it. I, I've i been in Western medicine before. I know how to speak the language. I kind of understand what works, what doesn't work, and getting more education in functional medicine, which is basically like applied integrative medicine, looking at labs and how do we optimize health. So I just wanted to create something that would speak to the needs of people I was running into, different patients I was running into, and not be this, strange thing in a corner be like, "Ooh, I haven't tried acupuncture and Chinese medicine before. What what is that about? Like how do we make this more mainstream and relatable and keep the efficacy?" So when you have
1: the people who are like, "That's a lot of needles." <laughs> And they're like really hesitant around trying something new. Like I, I have, like I said, I went through exploratory phase, and I still do. And I love trying all sorts of new modalities. The one I haven't tried like cupping yet because that bruising looks like insane to me, but I feel like maybe that would be something I would try. The, but I do hear a lot of like, but that's needles. Like you're getting poked with needles and there's this like fear around mm-hmm. getting acupuncture. So Let's help our listeners understand, you know, what truly is happening when you're going through an acupuncture treatment and why it gives you such amazing benefits for allowing yourself to have that as a tool in your life.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, if your listeners could see us on video, I have all of my cupping marks right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so awesome. You need to try cupping. I do. Um, that actually, and cupping, just as a side note, isn't it? Isn't a traditional bruise? It actually creates this local response that triggers the immune system to mm. heal, so it decreases inflammation systemically in the entire body. Um, but as far as acupuncture goes, you know these needles. You can fit twenty acupuncture needles in a hypodermic needle. Wow. so in an injection needle. So it is not like any other needle experience that people not like a shot. Have had it's not like the the a past. vaccine. It's no. not like any of
1: those things, booster shots, like those massive. No. no. It is so it is one twenty needle. One twenty-fifth the size of that, guys. If you're listening, so if you're sitting in fear, like why the hell are we talking about acupuncture? Like, just know it's a it's it's such a small. Small needle, but go ahead. So what does it do They're when, so when you're tiny? Them?
0: Yeah. So I always tell people that acupuncture is the perfect adaptogenic medicine. And mm. what I mean by adaptogenic is you know, adaptogenic herbs, like you know, people take adaptogens all the time. All they do is help your body handle stress that it's going under. And that stress is different for everyone. So, you know, there's no medication on the acupuncture needles. There's nothing really complicated. There's no chemicals, nothing like that. All acupuncture is doing is helping your body handle the stress that it's having, which is different for everyone, which is why people are like, oh, well, can it help with gut issues? Can it help with headaches? Can it help me heal faster from my surgery? Can it help with fertility? And the answer is always yes. Because your body already knows how to heal and how to be in good health. It just needs to get reminded of that. Mm -hmm. And the needles help, you know, trigger the endocrine system. So your hormones, it helps trigger the immune system, um, your nervous system, your circulatory system. So all of these resources that are already in your body, it's just helping to guide them and adjust them in such a way that your body is saying, Oh, I remember what that feels like to feel well. And so, you know, that's why people get such stress relief from acupuncture because you're having an effect on that system in the body that pumps out cortisol, that causes stress. So, people come a lot of times for very targeted issues. Like they're like, oh, I have migraines or I have fertility issues or, you know, I have this type of pain. But then they end up staying and doing maintenance treatments because they're saying, well, my life is still stressful and this is helping my body with the stress. So much you know why would I stop so even if their primary issue is resolved, they get this constant benefit and positive feedback I love that it's it's it
1: to me being exposed to it and going through acupuncture treatments generally I show up for acute care because I've done something to myself in a workout right. or like sat funny you know at mm-hmm. my desk or whatever it looks like so the most recent one was like a sciatic uh, type of pain and my whole like T band was messed up. And I, I was, I I am someone, and I've mentioned this on past episodes too, where I'm highly functional in my dysfunction. So I'll be the one that will drag my leg around for a while before I go and deal with it. Right. And I was fortunate to have a friend that said, um, this, the practitioner in my neighborhood is like one of the best and, and really can help heal in a more holistic way. To not just do um, acupuncture, but it was also aligned with physical therapy and like really mm-hmm. helping me de-stress where my body was so inflamed from the inside out. And sometimes it's hard to just get that relief through stretching or physical therapy, like mm-hmm. the trigger points and, the, and the, the signals, like you said, of acupuncture to bring the body's awareness to that area and then be shown. Wait, this is how it could feel. <laughs> you know, like right. remember what it's like not to be in pain because you've been living with it for so long. Kareem, mm-hmm. wake up. Um, <laughs> there's there was this really amazing healing, and it takes a few sessions. And and you're you're intertwining it with other practices. So I know that you have an integrative approach. You know, in your mm-hmm. practice, acupuncture being the leading method of of almost like foundational i should say practice for all your clients but what else on top of now that the signals have opened and now that the healing has begun and then there's other modalities that also i know in your practice that you make sure your clients are thinking about to go hand in hand with that in order to have optimal health like what are those things like how do you see the full picture that the body needs
0: yeah. So that integrative approach is definitely within peak, within my practice, but it also extends to what patients are doing the rest of the day. So I always say, you know, you're here with me for an hour today, but what are you doing in the other 23 hours of your day? Because you can either a hundred percent support this treatment or we can break it down. And you know, everyone's lifestyle is different. So it's not feasible for every single person to come in three times a week when they're Mm -hmm. in pain. Um, It's not feasible for everyone to be on some super strict diet because maybe there's someone who for their job, they're out there, they're networking, they're attending events. So I think personalization is such an important part of that integrative approach because it's like, okay, well, what are the tools that we can give you for your unique toolbox based on what your needs are? And then how can we teach you how to use those in the most effective way? So if I have someone who they're having issues with sleep but they know, well, I actually have to work until 9.30 at night because these are the events that I'm attending, Yes, it would be ideal for everyone to be in bed before 10 p.m., but that's not realistic for that person. So, that doesn't mean that you just don't get to be healthy because your lifestyle doesn't allow for you to be in bed at a certain hour. So, we talk about nutritional approaches. Um, we talk about like helpful hints at home, like a, a wind down routine or a wake up routine. We definitely talk about supplements and herbal medicine, which are also just like a catalyst supplements and herbs work differently from pharmaceutical medication and that pharmaceutical medication is like shutting down a pathway you know you you feel pain it's like don't feel pain anymore whereas herbs are going to help support the things that you naturally need so that you are not in pain so we'll talk about supplements herbal medicine and a lot of the bodywork modalities too so like cupping we talked about a little bit there's a uh, a topical treatment called moxibustion which is basically just warming herbs that are either placed on the needles placed on the bodies really beneficial for pain for fertility fitness is a huge component as well you know we work and do a uh, personal training cuz you know not everybody loves to work out or not everybody even knows where am I supposed to go with this? What type of exercise is appropriate for me? Frequency, duration, you know, dosages for everything, right? So we really look at the whole picture and then also work with a lot of different providers in the area. You know, If you need to have surgery, I'm not going to be the one doing your surgery. I'm right. going to be the one helping you heal appropriately from your surgery. Um, so we have a lot of trusted people in our network that we can create this care team for anything that's not done in-house. With peak, And also bring it to you if you need it, because that's the other thing too. Not everybody's in a position where it's convenient to be going to Beverly Hills. They might need a practitioner to come to them or they might need to do something virtually. And so yeah. we want you practicing wellness, however that looks. Yeah.
1: And, and it's so key. It's such a foundational item that... And I don't even want to call it an item. It's a system. Like our 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 everything we want to do, and it's what I talk to my listeners about all the time. It's like self-care has to come first. But a lot of the times it's the last thing people focus on is their health because they feel like success is driving after their career and hitting these goals outside that are monetarily and monetary or having these things and they forget about the investment plan in themselves to show up in that life that they've built for themselves. And it's really great that um, your vision for what integrative health is and the fact that you've been able to create this practice and, and be able to support so many other practitioners too, because I know you have a really cool network of other types of doctors as well as surgeons and, and in how you support their clientele with your expertise Because most, you know, surgeons are really about that acute need for that surgery, and I know that there's something, there's some benefits I've I've seen around pre and post, you know, surgery care. So you have something that you do in that realm too, where you have a um, a belief around uh, pre and post surgical focus when it comes to your health. What does what does that look like, and what's your belief around that?
0: Yeah, I mean I love working with anyone who has to go through that, you know, honestly it's a trauma for the body, any type of surgery whether it's necessary or elective, you still have to treat it as a trauma and help the body heal and I actually did my doctoral research on acupuncture as a recovery modality. Um For surgical procedures. And again, it just goes back to the whole idea of it being an adaptogenic medicine. You know, yes, it's a trauma. Your body knows how to heal, it will heal naturally. But how easy do you want that healing to be? How optimal do you want that healing to be? You know, if you're properly prepared going into a surgery and you're in the best health possible you're going to set yourself up for better recovery and then if you're doing more to help with that recovery and you know acupuncture can help with you know scar tissue and can help with the pain the inflammation anesthesia toxicity which is something that is often not mm-hmm. talked about when it mm-hmm. comes to surgery people don't realize the side effects that they are going to get from going through anesthesia, it's a neurotoxin. It's necessary. You don't want to be feeling anything, but memory loss, terrible anxiety, insomnia, all things that could be very concerning for someone just coming out of surgery if they're not aware so acupuncture's ability to help the body process out those toxins quicker can mm. be very helpful in someone's recovery. Cause again, you have to look at the comprehensive picture of recovering. There's, you know, the mental emotional component, there's the physical and physiological component, and all of that needs to be addressed.
1: I you know I think it's so smart um, to have programs for pre and post op because I I know the like the emergency, like I've had one major emergency in in my health that i was i w- i mean my body still took almost like two years, I feel like, and I think actually the sciatic thing I was telling you about was mm-hmm. a direct result of the way that surgery went down, which was a whole different side of my body, and like organ <laughs> removal, right, but my body had an organ removed, you know it's like I had gallbladder yeah. surgery, so it was just in a time, too, where I was highly stressed because we were moving from... This is so special. We moved from we we're moving from Colorado back to the East Coast, and I happened to be on a girl's trip in California when my gallbladder decided to act up and had to have emergency Aww. surgery in California when I had to actually be with my movers 10 days later to get in the car and come back East. And all of that happened. It still all went down, but my body was still in so much shock that my healing process I know was stunted because I Mm -hmm. didn't take the appropriate time to detox, to heal, to find the right pre and post because I had no time for the pre. It was not planned. And the post was something that I had to just keep moving. Like I had to keep pushing through in a way that took me a while to then finally like realign myself. And I think a lot of people sit out there, they go through these acute care moments and don't realize that the after effect of certain, um, especially if it's an emergency surgery or even a planned surgery, sometimes not really knowing what the impact on the body is to, to, sandwich it with a pre and post-op of true care, I think it's so critical. And I love that, that, that you provide that because I don't think enough people talk about it. I don't think no. that there's enough conversation, even from the surgeons to say, hey, you are going to need additional care, like, and then these other modalities to really come out holistically healthy after the surgery. So, well, you know
0: what I hear all the time around that is yeah. like patients will come to me and say, oh, you know, my surgeon said this was routine. So mm-hmm. they routine think for them. routine <laughs> and that's exactly what I was going to say. Be- and it should be, I mean, thank God it's routine for them. You know yeah, what I mean? Like you're going to them yeah. for that specialty, um, but that doesn't mean it's routine for your body. That doesn't okay. mean that it's going to be a routine process for you. Have you ever had that surgery before multiple times? Then no, it's not going to be routine for right. you. Anything about that. So, and I think something you spoke to earlier about, you know, people have this idea of like, oh, self-care can wait. And I just have to push through. I need to do my job, X, Y, and Z. I get it. That's all true. But if you look at actually optimizing the process of whatever you think you're pushing through to do if you're not operating at 100% you know you're really missing out so i have patients who come to me all the time you know i do a lot of mental health and i have middle-aged men who come to me and they're saying hey i used to be able to work 14-hour days no problem using my brain that long no problem and now i hit 7-8 hours and i'm fried and it's affecting my physical energy. It's affecting my sleep. I don't know what's going on because 10 years ago, this was not the situation. And so just like you said, like people put that off, but they start seeping into this new level of normal where they write things off as normal or their productivity is going down. They're having brain fog. They're not resting as well. And recovery and performance are directly linked. So yeah. if you want a higher level of performance you need more recovery, you know, Mm. that has to balance out. And again, that just goes back to this whole idea of like integrative medicine and a holistic approach. Not everybody needs the same thing, but how do we support you in the recovery arena? So then you can have optimal performance in day to day.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I always use like my terminology is like fueling, like what fuels you and recovering is a is a fueling mechanism. It's like how you're filling your tank, you know, and, yeah. and then being able to perform the next day or, or in that next hour or whatever that looks like. And, uh, and I think, um, there's a, there is definitely a kind of lack of, of knowing in our culture that, that you need that time to, we we come in, we're in a push, push, push type of culture, mm-hmm. you know? And, and for me, I know it broke me several times. And then that's when I would seek out the practitioners because I was broken until I right. finally learned, no, I need my freaking team. Like I need my team, my go-to team mm-hmm. to go to, and I've moved around this freaking country so many times but then i have to like reignite my team and do the research in each location and what i love also that you're doing in your practice is that you're making yourself available to non california residents you know like the non i should say non beverly hills area so that people can get this type of guidance and care and then go find it locally which is so so smart because it is exhausting to go and find to try and find your team when you are in a push 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 type of life, and if you are exposed right. to such great care in one town or one practitioner that freaking gets you and then you have to like move on or travel for work or whatever that looks like it 's hard to to make sure it stays consistent so what 's some of the advice or for someone who's listening, who's sitting in that right now, like, especially, especially this is the, I think the conundrum we're in right now with COVID happening this year is that everyone has been home or isolating themselves. And so they're not even following through with the health care that they need in order to sustain through the stress of even being home and the way they're right. sitting at home or the, the way they're moving their body or whatever that looks like. So, How can we give them um, some things either to think about or check in with themselves or even to seek out in order to feel better cared for in the circumstance they're in?
0: Yeah. So you're absolutely right about COVID and everyone sitting at home. At the beginning of this, everyone was coming to me for immune boosting. That was like the number one concern. Then it was, oh gosh, strength and anxiety. It, like stress and anxiety is the main thing. Everyone's like stressed, and even patients who were not stressed before were really feeling sure. it with the change. And now chronic pain is skyrocketing because everyone's in front of their laptops more. Their schedules are different. Perhaps they had to change jobs or change the way that they're working in a way that their body was not used to. So, it's it's been you know the covid roller coaster um and it's really having an impact on people's bodies and because people are afraid to go out they might not like you said be seeking out those same resources that they were before even though as we discussed, like the more you're taking care of yourself and recovering, you're going to be able to perform better. So very simple things that, you know, anybody can do at home. Um, one of the physical therapists that I work with in our network of people, she calls these movement snacks. Mm. So throughout the day, like, you have to make more of a conscious effort now than ever to move. so you can be setting an alarm for every hour. Um, people are having a lot of eye issues too, mm-hmm. with screens and the EMF. and so having a movement and technology free snack. and even if you don't feel comfortable going outside or you know you're in a high rise or whatever, have it you know in your structure to walk around, to stretch, to do a little bit of core work to walk the dog. Um, But it has to be in your schedule. And I think that's the one blessing of COVID is that we get to schedule a lot of things now. So you need to schedule your movements next. You can schedule, make sure you're getting enough hydration. A wake-up routine and a wind-down routine are two Mm. absolute game changers for people. So zero screens, including cell phones, everything's off or in airplane mode um, at least 30 minutes before bed. Perfect world would be two hours, but nobody would ever do that in today's day and age. So if you can do 30 minutes, literally like brush your teeth, do whatever you need to do, but everything's off and things are away and out of the bedroom. Um, And you can do like part of your wind down routine, whatever takes stress off of the next day, because I see a lot of people having Difficulty with sleeping because they're running through what's the next day. So do you need to write your to-do list during your wind down routine? Do you need to journal? Do you need to just make sure your clothes are set up for the next day? Um, So using that being at home schedule to your advantage, I think is huge. And in seeking out care, I always offer myself and my practice as a resource so anyone can reach out to us. I know people everywhere. I'm always happy to connect people in different cities. I, I love through the work that I've done that I've met so many incredible practitioners. Um, but also like when you're even you know when you're searching online, it can be a little overwhelming like people don't know what to search for. Yeah. So they're like, you know with men's health, if they're searching, men's health in my area, unfortunately, they're probably going to wind up at a testosterone clinic that's not going to have a comprehensive approach. So like functional medicine practitioners are a great search, integrative medicine practitioners. And even, you know, and I think we could probably put this in the links too, like places to find great acupuncturists, but I actually love helping people with this problem. So if anyone does want to reach out I'm so happy to find you someone in your area that would be good to go.
1: That's awesome. I think even, you know, scheduling a consult with you and coming up with a, with a guided plan would be so beneficial because a a lot of it I think is that the way um, benefits work and Western medicine has worked for our nation, which is why California is way further ahead in its, not only in its, Practices, like what integrative means, like came from that arena, because it was where East met West um, in regards to the health game. But there's this just unknowing really that in order to take charge of your health, there's so many modalities that you could lean into and try to feel your best. And I think that a lot of people have come uncomfortable with suffering and pain and saying, well, that's just how it is. Well, that's my body now. I'm just aging, you know, and oh, of course I'm stressed. It's a stressful time. Like there's this passiveness where, you know, in everything I do, it's all about growth and like figuring out the, what else could I be doing or help someone else achieve in order to make it easier going forward. Right. The right. aging process is a bitch, but we all have to go through it. However, it can be better. And I think, and mm-hmm. I, and I love your focus on men's health too, because I don't know that um, men especially take the time and the space to say, Hey, this isn't right. Like, and I, but I still don't know right. where to turn. So the fact that they can turn to you and say, I have no idea if this is supposed to be happening to me and my body and how I feel. And can you help me navigate? Cause I really would love to feel my best in all that I do. So it's, it's a right. really great approach and thank you for making yourself available. And we'll definitely put it in our, in our show notes and such so that people can connect with you um, and also book their consult, because I think it is so critical to have again, your team, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't take just one expert to help you figure out your, your
0: life and your health. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, your health is affects every aspect of your life yeah. so how could you possibly think like you should be able to just figure that out all on your own as one person like we all have our areas of expertise but a school for a really long time in <laughs> order to do this like you shouldn't have to worry about that like there's great staples i want to give everybody but you should be able to yeah find a practitioner that you trust and you know, the whole idea of this consult to help people outside of California was just what you spoke to. That sometimes you're like, okay, I, I know I could feel better. I know I have felt better. I just don't know who to be leveraging, what I should be doing. I'm willing to do the work, I'm willing to go and, you know, have this taken care of, but I have no idea even where to start. Yeah. And it's so helpful to just sit across from a professional and say, okay, these are my issues. And, this is how I feel. This is how I used to feel. This is how I want to feel. And where do I even start yeah, on that me. journey? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Give me a plan. All right. What a gift. That's that's amazing. I think um, you know, as we as you're building out Peak and you're and you're looking into the expansion of your business and and being like the owner hat, right? What are some <laughs> of the the challenges you've faced during this time of, of COVID and and just knowing that that have have you seen any blessings come
0: out of this for you? And what have the challenges been? So both for sure, yeah, <laughs> sure, all your listeners can relate to, yeah. Um, but you know, as far as blessings and this has been something that's like been building and building and I'm constantly like revamping this within within my own growth is just getting really clear on what I want and what I want my life to look like and what things in my life and my business are aligning with that. You know, Anytime, like I talk about my why a lot. And whenever I'm, you know, coaching students or working with different practitioners, like, well, your decisions have to align with that. So the blessing of COVID was that so much of the noise was stripped away. And it was like, okay, pressure situation. What are we gonna do? We have to make very clear decisions right now. And there's no room for all of the fluff and the busyness and, oh, but I can't because X, Y, and Z. It's like, okay, no, this is like make it or break it um, time. And the challenges, of course, come along with that because anytime there's, there's pressure, a lot of things come out of that, whether it's emotions or letting go of old habits that were not aligned with where you want to be or the person you want to be, but you've gotten very comfortable with. You know, it's like, oh, like the devil I know versus the devil I don't. Yeah. Um, and for me, like a big challenge that I've been working on is like my, oh, I have to take it all on because I'm so efficient. And efficiency is a blessing. So that's like something I've seen that's a blessing. But I think that unhealthy addiction to efficiency where I have a really hard time letting go of tasks because I'm like, oh, I could do it faster. Yeah, I could do it faster. Yeah. So no, I'm going to just take that on. Um, so yeah, the clarity has certainly been a blessing. And the challenge has been just learning, okay, what am I letting go of? What am I delegating? Just because I could do it efficiently, does that mean that I even need to spend my time doing it? Or yeah. could I just have someone else do it who you know, might be doing a better job than I am, even if I can do it in an efficient manner? <laughs>
1: Yeah. So it's such a great thing to see is like, how do I stay in my zone of genius? Right. As Mm -hmm. you know, I call it and, and, and that you can dial that up. And when you're bogged down with what you call efficiency could actually create more of a weight because you're saying Mm -hmm. yes to all these to do tasks, like your to do list, but it's not aligned with where you actually want to be spending your time. So I love that you had that, you know, time to discover that. And, and decide for yourself where you want to be, but also starting to put your team together and figuring out who you can rely on and how you know, consistent it can be. It's always a test. It's always a test when you have yeah. people working for you. It's always a test until you find the right fit. But it's so great because then it's now allowing you to expand your business past you know, the area that if you didn't have this time, you probably wouldn't have considered that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, yeah, best I love
0: blessing it. Blessing
1: for sure. <laughs> the but fourth you're... time. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're all we're all working through it. So as we close out today's episode, I would love for you to share with our listeners how best to connect with you if they have questions. I know you have your podcast, be well with Doctor Nell, but what? How else would you like them
0: to um, connect? Especially if they want their consult or yeah. Um, you can always reach us through our website, peakbh.com. But that consult is kind of like the golden ticket because I think everyone just has a really hard time figuring out where to start. I want everybody to feel empowered. So just giving you a great launching point. Um, so Kareem will put in the links below uh, where to book that consult because that can just be a great Starting point to kind of get things figured out, have a sounding board, have a guide um, yes. to getting your health on track and really optimizing this high performance life that we're all trying to keep up with. Yeah, I love it. And I know you
1: specialize in pre and post-op surgeries as well as men's health, mm-hmm. but you're open to assisting anyone who wants to navigate this side of them and put their plan together. So it's Peak Health um, is the mm-hmm. uh, peakbh.com.
0: Is that the site? Yeah. Yeah. So peak BH for Beverly Hills.com. And you know, we're on Instagram as peak health on LinkedIn and Dr. Nell. I'm on all of all the, the different things. platforms. Yes. <laughs>
1: so. I love it. I love it. I love it. And in order um, my favorite way to thank my guests for coming on the show is to, Ask you if there's something that you need support on right now, or have something you feel challenged by that you'd like to work through that we could that I could be of support to you. Is there anything going on?
0: Um, I mean, you always help so much <laughs> I can't help it it's been, but I can help it <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's been incredible working with you. We already dove into a lot. I think. Maybe just a little bit more around that delegation mm. and efficiency piece because I'm sure a lot of your listeners and a lot of you know business owners really struggle with that so yeah. you know is there you know my practice has been when I'm trying to make a decision okay does this align with my why but sometimes I feel like I need to get even more specific than that even more specific yeah. than my mantra of just because I can, doesn't mean I should. Like, how do you, you know, stop yourself in that moment and decide, okay, am I delegating this or am I going to take this on?
1: Yeah. No, I love that question because I, I still, as even a, an owner of my own business, I go through this. You know, I go, I go through the, sometimes I'll just want to go down a rabbit hole because I know that if, it's the only way for me to articulate like, what my needs are. And then sometimes it's like, uh, I shouldn't be doing this at all because it's not aligned with my priorities of my business. So I love that you start with your why in assessing what you want to get done. But then the next level is really prioritization around all that can happen to make that happen. right? So the how we can always figure out and there's several ways to get something done several ways. We are not like, we are not the creators of getting shit done. We just know how to get shit (laughs) done. Right. (laughs) So a lot of people know how to get it done, but the, the, where we show up in our business as owners of our business and the head practitioner in our business, right? Like I am the head strategist of my business. So when my clients come to me, if I'm bogged down, with the daily tasks of, let's say, building out a website or doing a marketing campaign, then I am taking away the time where I'm with clients and doing the work that I love and feeling like that is the highest priority for me. It's also the highest revenue for my company to be able to service my clients that way. And if I can't drive the revenue, I can't go hire the team. So I had to think about what are my priorities in running my business in order for me to also stay in my zone of genius. So it's like an integrative way of thinking about how you run and own your business. It's, it's then deciding for yourself and practicing in those priorities, but also assessing along the way, is that working? Like sometimes when Mm. we come up from a place of doing, it's almost like saying, you know, you've given so many treatments over and over and over again And now maybe you want to give a specific type of treatment and that's the only treatment you want to be able to serve because that one fills you up the most. It's not, but Mm -hmm. then you might miss doing the other treatments every now and again. So maybe you carve some time, like two hours a month of those other treatments for a specific type of clients because you actually do enjoy it, but you want it to be done a certain way. Like there's, there's ways to assess over time to say what's working what do I want to continue doing? What needs to stop happening? And how do I mold those actions going forward to help me stay aligned with you know, who I truly want to be in my business? But also doing those assessments helps you understand that growth spurt. So we are constantly growing. And if we're not delegating what we don't want to do anymore to other people, then we can't actually grow into the role we're meant to have. And so when it comes to, you're similar to me, where I'm very efficient when I am the doer. Um, We have that, you have that similar East Coast mentality. Like we were just groomed Mm -hmm. to get shit done. And that's why we are successful in our businesses because we know how to do that. Also though, I found that I I had a story within me that I had to control it in order for it to be done right. And I needed to break that down to realize Mm -hmm. that I'm still in control of the overarching deliverable, um, but I had to learn the skill of delegation because I found that I could do 10 times as much and manage so much under my plate if I learned how to delegate in a way that still met my needs. So I had to ask myself, what do I need to know if I'm gonna give this to someone else? How do I want them to communicate with me? How do I want them to give me updates? How do I need to be clear on my expectations and have them regurgitate it back to me (laughs) so that I know they understood me? Like, that's also another thing when you lead with assumption, because someone says they're an expert in XYZ and you assume, okay, they got this. Mm -hmm. I've been burned so many times with that approach that I always make sure I ask. I always make sure that I'm not assuming and that I'm asking. So that they are telling me what they think I said or what I, they think you know, that, that I want. And that way there's a moment for clarification so that true expectations are met as opposed to assumed expectations, which is always disappointment, right?
0: Right. Oh, I love that. I actually feel like that's a huge part of the missing piece for me. My partner's much better at that. Let's have a seek to understand conversation. Let's make sure. And I'm like, come on, boom, boom, boom. But as you said, that ends up being less efficient because then they're working on assumed expectations and you're likely going to have to revamp the whole situation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So taking the time up front was the biggest, one of the biggest lessons for me and what I always love to share. Um, my leaders who are going through growth spurts like this, where it's like, I can't be in the doing anymore because I have to go and lead this thing. Mm -hmm. Well then, okay, then how you set your expectations as well as what you ask your team to do needs to be crystal clear. But the way you empower your team is for them to tell you back, what is it that they heard from you? What do they think needs to be delivered? And how do they need to do it? And then the most powerful question to ask any team member is, well, what do you, what do you need for me to get your job done? Where you just sit and wait exactly. for them to tell yes. you what's needed. And if the answer is, I don't know, then they don't know the job that they have in front of <laughs> them. If the answer is don't worry, I got it. Like I, the way you just clarified those questions for me, we're good. But if they don't have questions or they're like, I don't know what to ask you, it's probably not the right person for the job. Just as a little side note there.
0: Oh no, I love that. <laughs> Added value. Thank you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. Well, hopefully that was helpful for you and your journey into so managing this amazing practice that you have. And thank you so much for being on today's show. I appreciate you, Dr. Nell. And I know my thank listeners you. have benefited. And as you guys listen and you, and you got your own takeaways, aha moments, you know I love to hear from you. Dr. Nell would love to hear from you too. So make sure you snap a picture, share it on your socials and tag us in it so we know what you got out of today's episode. Until the next one, see you then. Wasn't that such a great episode? I know you got amazing takeaways from that. What I would love for you to do for me, if you can help me extend my reach, is go ahead and subscribe to the show so you get the latest notification and listen before anyone else. Also, if you could go ahead and post your review, your five-star review will help me get other people interested in this conversation and extend my reach of impact.